Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the Primordial Project. Uh, my name is Dakota Brown. I'm Ryan Land. Um, and this is our introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little nervous. It's it's a new show. It's new. It is. It's new. We gotta we gotta feel it out. You know. It's my first time, but it's not. I'm scared. I'm I'm scared. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. We've our done first a podcast time. before. We've done a podcast before. So we're gonna we're gonna but, take this but, time, but not this podcast. That's true. This is a new podcast. So what we're doing today and with this is uh, this is sort of gonna be an intro to who we are. Um, what our relationship is, you know, podcasting experience, our experience with RPGs and stuff like that, um, just so that you can get a feel for what we're doing here. Because we, I guess we should start with who who we are as people. Right. We met in college. Yeah. And now... And that's, that's, that's when we first started playing... Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, together. we did. We started playing Dungeons and Dragons together with uh, and, a, a mutual friend. And, did, and we didn't stop for like six years or something. Yeah, basically. We basically different 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 campaigns, yeah. but me and you were pretty much always playing Dungeons and Dragons yeah. together. Yeah, we've basically You played. would DM, I would DM, other friends would DM, we would be yeah. player characters, you know. So we've been playing together. For a long time, yeah. we've had bad games. We've had good games. We've we've, we've s- had seen it. We've all. had GGs. Yeah, we've had BGs. Mm-hmm. And we've had easy peasies as well. Um, <laughs> lemon squeezies, which is lemon squeezies. Yeah. So now we're uh, we both hold uh, like a degrees. Um, we're 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 bachelors, and we are also both individually holding. Just so much student debt. It's ridiculous. So that's why we're hold that's why we're starting a podcast is so we can pay off our student right. loans. That's what millennial I read an article on BuzzFeed that said millennials are starting podcasts to pay off their student loans. And I said, Huh, sounds original. Hmm. Yeah. Seems no one no one else does no one podcasts. Else it's a really fresh environment to be working. Yeah, in. it's not not oversaturated at all. Yeah. So and I said and, and then I said two straight white guys talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Perfect. Wow. No one's no one's done that yet. That's incredible. Yeah, that's great. Oh, and they have arts degrees? Whoa. <laughs> so so I'm in Chicago now. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So so we're we're remote. Um but don't worry. Ryan is a wizard with the audio, audio editing. You don't even audio notice. Audio wizard. It'll be like we're sitting on each other's laps while we're talking. It'll be great. Sure. So we had we had a podcast in college. Um and it was okay. It wasn't very original like if we're being honest with ourselves. I enjoy, I I loved doing it. it I loved doing it. Was po- a I want to I last I want to preface this with saying I love doing podcasts. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I love editing. I love talking about things I love. And I, so I love, I love, I love listening to podcasts. I love doing podcasts. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of one reason this started. Yeah. Because we both just love doing podcasts. I'd say like, yeah, pretty much any of my entertainment consumption nowadays is either a podcast, a Twitch stream, or like Netflix. Mm-hmm. So very, very, very millennial, basically. God, um, you're such a millennial, dude. Yeah, I know. I stroke my beard and smoke my home rolled cigarette. <laughs> you did used to. Home I did. I used to smoke home rolled cigarettes. 
Not anymore, though. Well, no. Now I just vape. <laughs> I just yeah. blow fat clouds. <laughs> I'm a vape so god. So let's, Dakota, tell us how this podcast, The Primordial Project, got started. Okay, so, we, so we've been trying to figure out uh, a podcast idea for a couple of months now. Um, kicking around ideas. Yeah, just like occasionally like sending texts or sort of trying to figure out a format that we are both into because that's also a big thing is like just wanting to do it. Um, yeah. And having that drive to like do that every week. Um, and I noticed something while we were while we were trying to figure that out. We were both trying to start our own uh, campaigns individually because obviously, like we said, we've moved away from each other. And from our hometown, and so um, uh, there's it's just you know trying to trying to build the new the new D and D group is right yeah and, and Dungeons and Dragons is great you know for making new friends meeting new people yeah. so that's kind of been both a, a way we've yeah. used the game in our new in our new cities and so is to try to branch out and meet other people and so while we were doing that both of us were individually crafting uh, a world. Um, just trying to like hammer out some stuff and like, uh, build a world for our own game. Cause we were both pretty sure we were going to DM cause that's pretty much the only mm-hmm. way you can start a new D and D game. Um, is if you decide to DM. So, right. And I noticed that we were calling each other a lot, like, like th- three times a week. Like, I would say more than once a week. Yeah. Um, just like knocking ideas off of each other, just sort of like spitballing, uh, to each other's worlds, trying to build, out something and And it was like from it was like from really big stuff from like civilizations cultures to just really like characters really small things yeah that we were putting in in different games and so i noticed we were doing that and then like two weeks ago i guess um i was walking home after work um one night and i called him and i realized um (laughs) and i realized that uh yeah, that we were doing that. So I called him and I and I spitballed this idea, um, which is going to be a world building podcast. Basically, um, we did it. We've done it for a long time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that it, it's a lot easier to build a world whenever you have someone else to yeah. knock ideas off of. It really, it's like a catalyst to getting to the good idea. Um, yeah, you can you can dance around you know ideas for a long time without ever really getting really close you know getting to the actual good idea so it's always good to have someone you know kick stuff around with yeah and make sure it's it's actually good not just like they like almost there you know what i mean yeah and uh and it gives you like that confidence to just be like okay that's what i'm doing um whenever someone else is like that's good use that so that's sort of how also the other side also the other side being if you only think your ideas are really good it's always helpful to have someone to be like, no, that's not very interesting or original yeah. or creative, you know, or like initially that sounds fun. But then once you put a player in it, eh, it gets kind of dry. You're like, oh, an unassuming character takes a powerful object to a specific place to right. destroy it, yeah. destroy evil. Yeah. That's really exciting. No, that's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know? So Classic. It's, so it's good to have. It's, yeah. it's good because sometimes you come up with ideas and you don't see the parallel. You don't see that it's been influenced right. by star wars or game of thrones or whatever and so it's helpful to have other people be like you know that's just the plot of you know 
Harry Potter. Right. right? It's just here with like a thinly veiled character change and stuff like that. Right. But my guy has a scar on his hand. So it's different. Hey, I had a character with a scar on his hand. And it's the shape of a thundercloud. (laughs) Thundercloud. (laughs) Oh, man. So knowing that sort of why we're doing the primordial projects, how, how, how we're doing it. I guess we haven't really said how we haven't really said that. Yeah. But so let's talk about how we're doing it week to week. Yeah. Once a week. And we're just going to come into the, I almost said the studio. Well, yeah, we do. We, we rent a studio instead of paying our loans. (laughs) It's all the podcast money. We're going to, we're going to come, we're going to come to the mic and we're going to just kick around ideas and sort of try to progress chronologically through this universe we're building. So it can continue to build on itself as we go without us having to sort of keep going back and retconning yeah. things, which we which we don't want to do. The, like the first episode, for example, is going to be like the creation or uh, the yeah, conceiving the of the world yeah. and its cosmology. So gods and and stuff like that. Um, the big the populace bang. who's yeah, who's on it, what kind of creatures inhabit this world. Yeah. Um, and what their sort of basic origins are and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, within the world. Uh, oh, we should probably say like episode length, uh, just so you know what you're getting into. It's going to be like an hour to an hour and a half probably for each mm-hmm. for each episode. Maybe Not creeping, prob- creeping in on two hours sometimes if we're like really going. Yeah, probably not one sitting listening all the time. Yeah, yeah. You may have to... also. Listen to it on your way to work and then on your way back. Also, I know that when I listen to podcasts, a lot of times I just put it on as white noise. Yeah. We're perfect for that. We're yeah. the best white noise. Yeah, if we started a band, if we started a band, it would be called white noise. Yeah, it'd be called so fuzzy noise because that's us. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to obviously we're going to try <laughs> fuzzy, fuzzy noise. Sorry. That was that got me. So we're going to try to. Obviously, be entertaining and stuff like that, but um, just know that we're not offended if you just put us on in the background. Um, anyway, let's 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 jump into a couple of key things that we want to do to sort of set ourselves up for um, official mm-hmm. episodes. Um, the first being, and it, we're going to preface this with saying uh, we have purposefully not spoken to each yes, other about we, this. Um, we have talked we, about format, no and stuff prior like that, planning, but. Um, anytime one of us started being like, well, I think we would go, no, 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 save it. Save it. Um, yeah. because we want this to be a uh, very organic and very, uh, we don't want to come to the table. We we're going to come to the table with individual ideas. Um, but whether or not those ideas are going to be finalized is totally up to the conversation. Um, right. Which is, which, which is, I think is going to create a very, um, a very cool listening environment. Yeah. Create, it's, it's going to be really creative. And yeah, and I think we're, I think we're going to be able to come up with some unique ideas because we don't bounce stuff off each other prior to this. Yeah. And I, it's going to, it's going to feel, it's going to be natural. And that's, I guess we should probably say that's also part of the reason that we're doing this is because obviously we both went to school for acting and obviously acting is hard in the real world. And so you don't have that creative outlet as much. And this is, mm-hmm. this is going to be one of our major creative outlets yeah that's what that's i think that's why we called it a, a world building an, ex- and yeah, world building an experiment because, yeah an experiment is because it's just it's not you know it's not for it's not exactly formatted 
yeah. we we have we have some goals in mind, but not really. It's just very open ended. Yeah. And so I think it's just putting creative power to use. So I think that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And it's something no ulterior motive. Yeah. Just being creative for creativity's sake. And and world building is like something that we both want to be better at. And what better way to get better at it than doing it for like an hour or two every week. Um, and just sort of getting better at, at thinking up those new ideas and, and, and figuring out what works and what does work. So, uh, let's, let's do some, let's, let's start with, let's do some world building. Yeah. Let's start with like, like just some basic stuff to hammer out so mm-hmm. that we're both on the same page as far as, uh, tonal feel. And we may name the world here. Um, but it's going to be hard. We're going to, we're going to try. Yeah, it may, that's, that's subject to change for sure. Um, if it doesn't work out, but, um, so let's start with world feel. Right. So on a scale of like adventure time, silly, you know, childish to like Game of Thrones, gritty, grounded, mm-hmm. like where, where do you, where do we want to fall? I I know my games personally, when I, when I done, when I DM are pretty reminiscent of Middle Earth. Yeah. There's, there's some lightheartedness. There's some silliness, especially sure. among certain um, creatures and cultures. Mm-hmm. But there's still real danger. There's war. There's evil magic. You yeah. know, there's so. I, but I don't. That, I'm not saying we have to do that. And I'm actually sure. encouraging us not to do that. Sure. So, but I do. I I I like worlds to. I I'd like it to feel like the real world. So yeah. Game of Thrones, you know, sometimes actually doesn't feel like the real world because yeah. of how because of how dark you know, things are. I notice that Game of Thrones is kind of like one big bottle episode explain i don't like I don't understand. I don't be- because it f- I, and i don't know if there are any other continents on the world that game of thrones mm-hmm. takes place but it feels like everybody's trapped in a bottle together oh yeah yeah um, and what is westeros is yeah the, is the proverbial yeah. bottle anyway the bottle so let's think i okay so i like the political stuff about game of thrones oh, I, and i think that that's I also, a, such a good um world to put adventures in and stuff like that with uh with right. a- already there's conflict right that the players have nothing to do with but they could choose to be involved in to get involved if they wanted to right i that's that's one thing i really i i'd really try to hone and craft when i create a world is yeah. the political standing of yeah. everyone but usually i do that on like a micro level of like a city or a kingdom right. i've never I've never fleshed that out fully out like in a whole sort of continent. Right. Which is so, so something that, that we're trying to do. Right. So I, I, I do, I like, I love that aspect of the game. Yeah. I love building, I love building cultures with leaders who have motives for their, their kingdom or for their country. So uh, that's definitely something I, I want to be present in so our world. A sort of conflict level akin to Game of Thrones. Um, I don't like the, the, like the thanehood, the fealty so much because it's very tribal yeah. in Game of Thrones. I don't so much want yes. the tribal family conflict sort of thing because yeah, I do that. That is one that I think that's one thing that makes uh, Westeros feel small is that yeah. each each sort of area is governed by one family yeah. and everybody knows those family names, right. which is interesting in one in one respect, but yeah. it also makes it feel small. And I think we want our world to be bigger than that. Yeah. And that may happen at a macro or a micro level with like mm-hmm. maybe one, the, like one, the human race or something like that. 
and that's what's happening. You know, we're only seeing part of the picture with Westeros. Yeah. You know, that's just, you know, there's there's people past and Bravos and all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. so um okay, so like sort of the political turmoil and stuff like that from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but obviously we wanna we wanna keep the fantasy alive and right. well. I, right. Oh, of course. So like it's dungeons and yeah, dragons. And dragons. Right. So. Um so so the magic what okay what's our magic level right is this like high fantasy and this may come into place with yeah, absolute wants don't, and don't wants which is something we're going to be talking about soon yeah i don't magic is always something i struggle with because it can be this thing that's you know really really kind of flighty and easy yeah people are doing it on the street and right. people are you know doing it for money yeah. either or or for like a business you know, or sometimes people only, you know, of 1% of the population can do it and they're right. all locked up in towers and it's like this highly dangerous regard of thing. I don't think I like either of those. In mm-hmm. fact, I think I would tend more towards like smaller magic being easier and, right. and om- it's almost accessible to anyone who wants to dedicate themselves like it, to learning it, would, it. It would be as simple as... um I don't know, like calligraphy is in our world. It takes some practice, yeah, yeah. but like anyone can do it if you just so do it. So if you think about like the wizard class in Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. it's all about dedicating yourself to study yeah. to do magic. So it seems like if you can dedicate yourself to studying magic, mm-hmm. then anyone should be able to do it. And also with like, a certain what's interesting with a certain intelligence level about the wizard thing is you can multi-class in a wizard with uh, a minimum of 13 intelligence right a little bit higher than average intellect you don't, you don't have to be the smartest person yeah. on earth like you just have to ha- you, you you essentially have to be above average to understand the concepts of low ma- level magic um now obviously like ninth level magic and stuff like that is going to be something that's inaccessible just by game mechanics standpoint um which is fine um but yeah that 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 sort of so i I think magic being accessible and part of the world that's see that's one thing i really love about harry potter is that there's like these small magics yeah that people just have in like their house right yeah like like, the floating spoon like that yeah like molly weasley has that clock yeah. Molly Weasley like has that clock that shows like where her kids are. Right. I, I really right. appreciate. I like. I, I appreciate small magics like that populating and shaping a world. Right. Rather than game Game of Thrones or or really even like Tolkien Middle Earth. Yeah. Especially during the Third Age, during very grandiose the Rings. and very all magic yeah. is huge. There's like four people that can do it. Yeah. And and they're all like essentially angels. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yes. Legit. And the only one that is really acts like a normal person is, is Gandalf and that's because he's like lowered himself yeah. to interact with lower beings. Yeah, he acts like a normal like person Saruman. but also comes back alive after dying. So <laughs> Right, right. So yeah. So I think I think Harry Potter is a good is a good sort of range for magic for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. What's what's your what's your what's your feel on that? Um I, I dig like the the mundane sort of magics and stuff like that. Obviously mm-hmm. Maybe okay. Maybe we, should we dip into absolute wants and don't wants? Well, yeah, that do you, may do help you have, us form this. Do you, Do you have an absolute want or don't want that has to do with magic? 
Well, first, let's define to kind of shape our thinking. We're going to pick three things that we absolutely want to build into the world and three things that we're going to keep away from. So that is either stuff we've done in the past that we don't want to repeat or things that we are feel like we're hesitant towards like i think one thing we talked about were dwarves yeah neither of us really know what to do with dwarves they're, and so they're, we just yeah they're we always, just don't they're always put inside of like a, a a mold um where they're just you know oh wet dwarves and uh, digging holes and we like and both of us are like ah but that's boring right that that always happens right so when we do get to dwarves that will probably be one of our absolute don't wants is you know no no cliche dwarves. yeah no no digging dwarves or no no cliche dwarves and stuff like that so um so maybe maybe this will help us uh with the world feel if we just if we just figure out what we want for sure and what we don't want for sure and then we can sort of play around that um okay so do you have any like that you're like for sure on so so absolute want mm-hmm. is and this is kind of steering the conversation in a different direction but That's fine. i absolutely want to since we're going chronologically through the world yeah i want to sort of capture technological advancement through time you know starting out in okay. like a, you know with like swords and spears but maybe as we go we eventually start hinting towards you know guns and flintlocks you know, and ca- stuff like cannons that. things things like that that's bombs. good i like that uh, because one of my wants for sure for sure is <laughs> this is so it's so microscopic but it's airships right i want to oh, okay. get there i want to get to the point where we've got like that sort of steampunky like airship yeah. fights and airship travel and stuff like that and I, maybe it's not super super prominent maybe it's super expensive so that, but yeah oh you know, yeah so that's I, how i want to get there how, at some point you know that's how all you know technology is you know yeah. it's, if you're if you're rich enough you can have it yeah so i like i but i like thinking like from the beginning everyone's just kind of digging around in the dirt right and then as time progress like just i mean just like real human civilization as as time progresses, we get more advanced technologically. You know, we have sophisticated. We have wood weapons, and then we yeah. have brass weapon. I don't. I don't know. Bronze weapons, I guess. Yeah. Stone weapons. The bronze I, age. I, I, in Minecraft, you know, it's wood and then stone and then <laughs> iron. And then, uh, <laughs> that's what I know. That's right. Minecraft, the the measure of the, civilization. The measure. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to diamond forks. It's gonna be so sick. Uh. Um. So. So cool. Yeah, that's good. So that works hand in hand with mine. So okay. technological innovation with the, I think probably the subcategory of that being yeah. Air, airships getting to airships eventually. But that's like a big goal. Logical. I feel like that's yeah. really far down yeah. the line. Yeah. So what, do you, did you have something relating to magic that you wanted to hit on? Because um, it seemed like you were like yeah, nudging towards and that. and I kind of do. And it has to do with, um, I, I want to avoid a formal magic college, right? You want to you want to avoid that. I want to. That's my don't want. Is I want to okay. avoid a Hogwarts or a Conflict College of because, Winterhold or whatever. Because I because that was that's one of my wants. You wanted a, a formal a formal learning. Yeah, I okay. I, I've never done that. I've never done that in a yeah. game, and I think it's interesting. But I will give you that it's cliche and a lot of people do it and so i'm totally okay with it being put on so, on do not want so let's say let's let's i'll make it more specific and say 
I don't want a um a popular formal magic education, right? I don't want a Hogwarts, but it's okay if this guy's teaching people in his basement. Yeah, yeah. You know what see, I mean? Now, see, I that idea is intriguing to me. Yeah. Sort of like this, like uh, almost like rabbi. an underground, like yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know where I, magic's going to go in our world. So right. it may I, it may become distrusted and maybe it becomes like an underground railroad sort of situation or something yeah. like that but i i like the I, I but i do like the idea of sort of like one dude teaching like you know 15 people you know 10 people magic yeah. and they sort of you know follow him around and they people yeah. don't like them or people do like them i don't know so okay you sold me on that that's okay. that's i think that's a okay. that's a more unique idea that's a more unique take on how magic is like passed down than they just go to school when they're 12. Right. You know? So that's good. Okay. So do not want formal magic school. That's one of each, right? Yeah, that is. Uh, so I gave a, I gave a want. What, what's something else that you, you want for sure? Let's see. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I do have one. I do have one. I just remembered it. Um, I absolutely want, um, and this is sort of Colvillian in a lot of ways, um, but mm-hmm. Sh- shout out, yeah. But I want saints, living saints, right? So people who, okay. so people who, uh, essentially, what you would think is a high level cleric. But okay. I want people to um, almost like, sort of like in Catholicism, sort of individually, like like worship there are temples made for saint bartholomew or whatever you know what i mean oh and, and he's and like, a living you could, person you, you can meet say, like you could meet him yes you could meet bartholomew fascinating um because i'm pretty sure in catholicism you have to be dead to achieve saint you do right? yeah it's like a martyrdom thing but yeah but doesn't have to be like that in our world yeah so i think that's cool so, i like that idea i don't know i don't and know what I, the rules are on sainthood maybe it's like you have to you have to perform a miracle or you right. have to, and you know, something like that. But that's that's hard in in a world like performing a miracle. Proving that is hard in a world with magic. Yeah, exactly. But and I think it's I, it's not I like that. And and I don't like there doesn't need to be a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. There may be two per age or something like that. Um, yeah. Um, or one that goes through two ages because his miracle is he lived an incredible amount of time or something like that. Oh you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, that's a good um, idea. So, so, but yeah, I, I want like living, breathing saints. And I think that sort of goes along with the idea of magic being taught, you know, at, in a, in kind of an informal, Yeah. because if one guy, you know, think about, you know, like in, in, in real life, you know, you think about people like Jesus or like Aristotle or mm-hmm. like they, you know, had oh, yeah. all these dedicated people mm-hmm. and then they got super popular because their teaching was so good and they yeah. were so, you know, revered for their thinking or their magic, you know. And maybe that is, so, maybe that is the sort of philosophical um, apprenticeship is sort of the idea for our magic uh, progression. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's like. No, no, no. I studied with, I'll say Bartholomew again, right? So, mm-hmm. no, I, 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 I know the Bar- Barthol- Bartholomew style of magic, right? And that could mm-hmm. just be a flavor thing if you're if you're holding a game. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe Bartholomew always it was it always had to do with leaves and green, and so um, 
And so when your person casts spells because he was taught the Bartholic um, style of magic, everything he does is sort of like greeny and 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 yeah. floral and stuff like that. It's almost almost like the source, but but it's not the source of magic, but it's just the way it's, magic is. It's like the way the way that used. you perform the somatic expression and the verbal expression. So like one guy may sing all of his verbal components, right? Or something oh, like yeah. that. And That's so cool. his followers yeah. tend to be bards and stuff like that. But you could be a sorcerer who sings all of his verbal expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like sort of that style. Um, yeah. Um, stuff like that. And I, I don't know if we'll, I like if that we'll a lot. If we get in there and nail all that down and stuff. But yeah, um, but that's that is that is a good idea you yeah. know, for people that are playing. Yeah, I think that's I think that's interesting. So one of my do not once. Yeah. And this is this is because I do this. I think with every world. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm saying no, do it. No, no empires. It's it's too easy. Love it. Love so, it. So so no know, like no imp- like Holy Roman Empire analog. Yeah. So I so the the world I was working on before we started this was pretty much all built around a Roman Empire. Yeah. Analog, not Holy Roman, just Roman. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. It's fun. I like it. I like there sort of being this one political faction over a large amount of territory, especially one that doesn't destroy cultural relics yeah. that they take over. So you can still have individuality inside the empire, but mm-hmm. it's been done. It's also really based off history, so it's not unique. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I just want to say, like, no empires, land and land in our world maybe is not thought of as power. Or resources, right. you know, because magic exists. Right. So, you know, like you don't need land to grow crops. You can transmute things or you yeah. know, whatever. So, so people aren't just like constantly expanding. Now, maybe there is someone that's pushing boundaries, but not, not because I mean, they want to yeah. take over. They don't want to take over the other. But because they want to close uh, in on an arrival or something yes, like that. Yes. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, no no sort of overarching uh empire that's seeking to take over other cultures yeah. or already has taken over. I like I I want to keep individual countries. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say countries couldn't get taken over, yeah. but they would just become part of that country, you know. Yeah. So, it would be like it would be like if America or it would be like when when Texas, the opposite of Texas, you know, seceding, yeah, we didn't we didn't become part of the United States automatically. Right, you know, we were just like, no, we're our, we're our own place. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, no, no, no empires. Now, now I like the no empires, but if we're creeping into so we're, we we talked briefly about um, like land not being power. Where so we need to figure out where that where where does the conflict come from between. Uh, groups if they're not going to be fighting over land or yeah maybe um maybe maybe i overstated that okay. to make my maybe i was to make my point because because but i, mean, I do think it's a, yeah. i do think it's an interesting idea yeah. to sort of flip something that we so Take, commonly yeah. associate with yeah, that's true but then where does where does conflict arise right. is it over people is it specifically over control of people is it specifically over control of other types of resources that I mean, there may be, I don't know, maybe there's some kind of, we and we can talk about this at another point, but this may help us. Maybe the reason they're fighting over land is not because they need more room to farm or more room for their people, but maybe there are 
a, a, a number of, of wells of magic or, or, or sources yeah, that's... that sort of are physical things that mm-hmm. your people have to, I mean, they're command points, right? Con- they're, they're control. control. Yeah. yeah. And there's a few that are in like know. no man's land ish areas, um, or, you know, a, a little bit out of the reach of certain groups of people, but if they decided to push, then they could, right? That's sort of, yeah. I don't know. That, that feels like that. a little bit like gamey video, video yeah. gamey to me. I agree. I agree. And maybe, maybe too easy, yeah. a, like a story hook, yeah. you know, that, that could just be used as, you know, like, I don't know what to do this week. So we'll go protect a, an arcane. Right. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The land, the land thing is tricky mm-hmm. because you, you, you did just mention this. You do need, if, if you're, if your country is growing, mm-hmm. you do need just more room for I mean, people and, and the, to live. Yeah, the population's just going to grow basically because first right, of all, you have right. people like elves who live a thousand years. So their oh, yeah, population their, has their to only get gets, bigger. Only you know gets I mean? bigger. That's okay. That's something interesting I've never thought through. So like elves their population only gets bigger for yeah. the most part. And so their countries would probably need to be expanded. Bigger. Yeah. But humans pretty much. I mean, they breed are, like rabbits, but they also die off quickly. So their countries would really need to stay about the same size, but humans also want to accomplish a lot in their short lifetimes. So that's why they try to go like conquer. Humans, li- okay. humans also so want to make a name for themselves. Right, so so maybe that's where the the conflict comes in. Is elves out of necessity are always saying we need to grow, and yeah. humans, sort of just out of hubris and pride and their need to it almost it almost makes the humans bad guys, but not really. You no, know, that's just yeah. what humans do. No. That's just how they are. And I mean, almost so, you could even say that it almost makes the elves the bad guys because they're only looking right, they're out for their we, own and, populace. Yeah, and they're saying we need this, which is yeah. you know maybe overstating the. Okay, so that's um, good. I like that. And and I mean, you could you could like to so that we don't like get that. Uh, so that as we go through the ages, it's not like. Okay, so the elves have to be massive by now, right? You could say that, like, I don't know, eighty percent, sixty percent of the populace is sterile, just because of their origin of some kind. Whoa. You know what I mean? Something like that, so that they're not out of control growing i really like um, i've never yeah. thought about that but i really like that idea have you yeah. watched like it's like handmaid's tale yeah 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 Ooh. note that down for when we talk about elf origin okay because that's really good okay all right so so we've got one more absolute wants and one absolute so we don't want we want let's let's refresh okay. we want technological innovation yes which eventually leads to airships yeah uh we want saints living saints living saints right and then we don't want empires and we don't want formal magic schools yeah all right so one more one more of each yeah do you got any what what are you what are you thinking got any ideas hmm not really (laughs) i think one i I have i have one more don't want which we sort of talked about earlier Mm -hmm. i don't want tolkien-esque dwarves okay so most of the dwarves we think of in fantasy are the bearded, hurt her, I'm going to dig, and right. I'm going to live in this mine. And, they're, you know, they're obsessed and with those, gold and gems. And... Right, and that is a very um, – dwarves weren't really thought like that in like sort of old. So if you go back pre-Tolkien yeah. and like 
er, medieval yeah. literature and poetry and things. That's not really how dwarves were understood. It, and so there, yeah. there's there's uniqueness to dwarves that we haven't found, yeah. I think, in a lot of fantasy stories. So I think straying away from Tolkien dwarves would be okay. a good do not want and also a really big and interesting challenge for us to, yeah, for sure. to undertake. How to handle the dwarves. Because so commonly, we, you know, we think of, they're like, of the earth, they're made out of, you know, their origin is like they were made out of mud, and they dig, and they, they want material wealth, yeah. and they're short, and they're tough, and they're mean. Yeah. But I don't... And they're brash, you know, and they... Um, yeah. yeah, they're brash, and... They drink a lot. They're, and they're all, and they're all like that. Yeah, every single one. Yeah, like, they're like co- cookie cutters of each other, and stuff like that, and yeah, 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 I like that. Okay, so absolute wants... You know, we we're taking no typical dwarves. Do we want to do something with another race that we absolutely do want? Like, so Divinity Original Sin does like a really interesting thing with elves where they are sort of cannibalistic and they can eat they can eat bodies and and uh sort of briefly see their memories and stuff like that. Um Oh like I zombie. So just saying so just sort of something like like that sort of makes our so, elves different or our you know something i was trying to think like va- you know not planning but you know vaguely think of something to do with gnomes okay because i feel like if we They're, want to have gnomes yeah. that's another that's another race mm-hmm. that is not super interesting all the time that's true so i don't i don't know if you have any ideas so one thing i recently heard i think it was mike merle's talking about he writes for wizards yep. right yep uh, I think he was talking about their new campaign setting and talking about, you know, how gnomes, their stats and their, you know, their racial abilities are all based around lying, trickery, charisma. And so they were talking in this campaign setting how the gnomes, their whole culture is sort of built on intrigue and yeah. lying and sharing secrets. So I think there's something interesting to that. I don't know how to quantify that into we want this. But we want, I mean, you could, you could go as far as just for this is to say, like, we want gnomes to play an, an important, a formative role in this world. Or we want, we want gnomes to have the reputation of being politically connected and politically dangerous. Like, Like, isn't it interesting that elves and humans and dwarves are like scared yeah of these of the the weird looking these, these tiny yeah weird looking yeah uh, creature like race because they're known for being so smarmy and it's like every single one of them is little finger you know right and weaseling their way um, there's gnomes in every country yeah i don't know i kind of i do kind of like um like like every like everyone has a gnome gnomish emissary right like like you, you always yeah. send the gnome whenever you're whenever you're mm-hmm. sending uh, an envoy somewhere or something like that. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Hmm, ah, I kind of like that. Uh, but that could also be, no, you know, a smaller yeah. scale thing. Yeah. Let's let's think big. Let's think let's think like big, broader, universe broader. wide, universe wide. What do we, what do we oh, want? Do, okay. What? I mean, we're gonna talk about it with our next episode, but what mm-hmm. is what role do the gods play? Oh, okay. Are this they present? So, oh, Are this they, is okay. Yeah. I've, this is a big. This is a big want yeah. for me uh, that I thought of. I want a hierarchy of deity. Okay, like a pantheon. You know, 
Yeah, and okay. there's some there's some gods that there's are there's a lesser god this level, there's, and then yeah. there's some gods you know at so you know like in the you know they have the Valar and the Maiar, and then mm-hmm. you have I I don't know enough about Tolkien to yeah. you know go through all of them you know Stephen Colbert could name all of the Maiar <laughs> yeah. and all of the Valar yeah. and stuff so but I like you know that these gods created these gods who were like hey we can do that and they created these gods and then those gods were put in charge of other things and. So maybe like you know you have lesser gods that are more present, yeah, and then sure you have you know bigger gods, greater gods that are uh, less involved. So maybe which, which mechanically would be interesting. Like yeah. if you were a cleric, yeah, who served a lesser god, your maybe maybe the DM bends your rules to make your divine intervention more likely, right? Because but he's actually present. They, but less powerful. But they do less. Yeah. But they do less. But if you have a divine intervention with, you know, one of the greater gods. Yeah. It, so, so I think I think having a, a hierarchy I dig of, it. of deity. But what yeah. I do want to avoid is too many. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I think. Because, like, even, like, even, like, the Roman pantheon and the Greek pantheon is, like, so daunting because there's a god for mm-hmm. everything. And, and maybe raises... And maybe there's not gods of specific dominions as much mm-hmm. right maybe it's not like They're the just... god of war but it's just yeah, an yeah. angry fucking god who's just just <laughs> mad all the time yeah. and so he lends himself to people who are in war you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so the personality is more their domain than their domain yeah their domain also this this does raise the interesting question of like so these gods exist but there's also lesser beings attribute to them which yeah. we could get into in a later episode but so we're gonna say there's a pantheon and hierarchy of gods that do exist yeah in the world and then there are false gods yeah of yeah. course always so and that plays really well into the saints want because yeah, yeah. saints that's, could that's be like the lowest tier yeah saints could be of, of lesser gods in a way yeah and and or and they could say like no this guy is he's he, he's so he's more powerful than a saint he needs to be on this level right of the high and, you know, and maybe that could cause some in, that could cause infighting and maybe occasionally against. saints do like ascend and yeah. and sort of enter like, the uh, divine like, gate like Tiber Septum yeah yeah turns into a big old dragon is that Tiber Septum Uriel one of them be, one of them becomes Talos right Uriel does Uriel Septum. I think no worship in Talos. Maybe not. Uriel dies Sorry, actually. At the very I don't beginning. Know. Anyway, I don't know enough about Elder Scrolls. Here. So I think we've gotten that's three of each. That's it, right? Like we've we've sort of we've sort of fleshed out what we want to. Right? Yeah. Now. Did you did you take note of what those were? I did. Time to you Will you read them off? Will you read them Absolute off? Absolute wants. Uh, we want to capture tech innovation in the chronological way. You know. Um, mm-hmm. We want saints, living saints, and we want a uh, distinct pantheon of greater to lesser gods. Um, Absolute don't wants. We do not want formal magic schooling. Um, We do not want an empire, um, basically a a Roman empire analog of any kind. Um, And we don't want typical dwarves. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. I like it. Now, do you, now here's the big question. What's up? And we're getting near the end of our time here. But yeah. Do you have a name? Oh, the name for the world? Yeah. No. Do you want to just try to think of one right now? Just like 
the um, is it going to be called the blank of some well, kind? That's the that's the question. Or, you know, we don't have a name for our universe. You know, yeah. So maybe we have a name for our planet. I bet we think of a good name when we're talking about cosmology and creation, because that will, the way that the world is created will sort of guide us into a, a naming format, a convention Mm -hmm. of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But also like who named it that? Right. You know, was it the people? Was it, were they told as, as, as time goes on, the name could change. It's true. It's true. So that's a good pivot into episode one. Thanks for listening to this intro episode, everyone. We hope you keep tuning in, uh, keep enjoying, and come and build a world with us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll that's not a tagline, by the way. See you the next the next time when we whisper in your ears the origins. All right, of our of our world. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.